Hey sis, welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Sis, y'all. Um, so I'm getting into the fall mood. Um, it's starting to get a little bit cooler, uh, which I love. Uh, the month of October is my birthday, October 20th. I'll be 27 years old. That's that's wild. Um, 27. What a time. <laughs> I'm literally not too long from 30. And that's kind of where my mind's been at lately. So I think I've been going through like a pre-midlife crisis or something. I don't know. But anyways, I'm getting the house ready for the fall weather. Just uh, buying, you know, those... Um, cinnamon and vanilla candles and picking up some um fall decor for the house me personally i love change so that means i like to change my um house around i like to move the furniture around just you know have a new feel uh for things and stuff like that so i've been doing that lately just cleaning getting all the sweaters and coats and things from out of buckets and starting to put them up in the coat closet and getting all my jeans and boots and stuff yes i love boots i am a heel boot girl y'all heel boots in the fall time Ugh, i just love fall for one the fashion for two it's my birthday for three the leaves are changing and holidays are coming up and uh, I'm just so excited about that. I'm so excited to pull out my trench coat and my long knee-high, thigh-high boots and my um, my bubble coat and all those things. Like, uh, I just love it. Get my cute little scarves out. I'm excited, y'all. I'm ready. Get my chai um, latte or my... Um, my um, cinnamon latte that i love to get so yeah y'all i'm just really excited really really excited for the change in weather and um i think this will possibly be my last cold weather season um because next year we are moving um to a much warmer state so uh i'm enjoying it while it lasts <laughs> But anyways, y'all, on my last uh, podcast, uh, we talked about just like the very surface basic um, of how I decided that I wanted to become more feminine in my feminine journey. This podcast, I really want to get more into that mental state of mind. Um, A lot of people think that, you know, a lot of women think that being feminine is just about looking pretty and you know doing aesthetically pleasing things and stuff like that but it's really a lot of like root work you really have to like work on it from the inside out and it's a lot takes a lot of discipline to be feminine um it takes a lot of discipline a lot of leadership skills um all that you know it's hard to be quiet when you want to call somebody out on their bullshit because you know they ain't shit or they didn't do something wrong you know it takes a lot to not get angry when somebody cuts you off on the highway it takes a lot to you know not really just do and say those things that you want to do and say because baby i got a mouth <laughs> and uh these hands 
come right along with it but but I have progressed since then I am now a woman I am not a wife I am now a leader I'm somebody I'm a woman of substance and so I can't react in those types of ways not only because that's not how I represent myself but that's not um how I represent my husband either so uh getting more mature and things like that um it's it's a lot um it's a lot of growing pains but you know what it's worth it and I'm very happy um where I'm at right now with my feminine self um I'm still progressing to get to even a newer uh another level of it and um every day I'm practicing to be that girl I'm practicing to be the girl the woman that I want to be that strong that well I don't like saying strong I don't like saying strong because it gives it gives strong black woman and I low-key kind of hate it when people say that because why I gotta be strong all the time I cry I am a cry baby I am a sensitive person I'm emotional I am not strong in the emotional area <laughs> but like but um I'm just becoming that um woman who demands respect who demands that attention without physically saying it I want you to see it to feel it you know when you're around me and and really feel that softness and that welcoming and you know smiles and good energy and um just all those things all those things that I talked about in my in the last um podcast but um like I said in this one I really wanted to get deep down into the mental state and where I was mentally that pushed me to want to be more feminine and it all starts from uh when I was 16 or 15 ish 16 years old I had gained a eating disorder um I gained this this disorder because well well, I gained two different eating disorders. The first one I, I gained because I thought I was just too skinny, so I would stuff myself with food. The second one is I thought I was getting too big, so I used to skip meals and eat less daily. Um, and that all just stemmed from me being influenced by social media because Instagram was around that time. It had just, I believe Instagram had just came about. Um, but, um, and also Facebook and um you know as you grow into a teenager you start to be more influenced you start to want to have certain attention from certain people that really isn't good for you and become easily influenced yeah that was me um um i wanted to feel pretty um basically and i wanted to be popular and i wanted to fit in and i just i wanted the attention that the other girls would get from me um to be honest my insecurities with myself really started when I was a young child um out of my three sisters I am the darkest one and um for all my dark skin baddies out there y'all know where I'm about to go with this um is the color thing um because I was dark skin I wasn't picked for boys to like me I wasn't you know I wasn't the one with all the friends because I was dark-skinned um it became a time where I remember like it was yesterday I was like I don't know how old I was but I know I was like a kid like young like young young and I remember I was riding in the car with my mom and I was in the back seat and I was on it was a, a summer day 
and I remember the sun just kept beaming in the back seat where I was sitting so I would literally move to the other side of the car where the shade was so I can like dodge the sun so I won't get darker um there was even times where I wouldn't even like want to go outside because the sun or if I do go outside I'm just standing under the shade because I didn't want to get darker um so yeah so it really stems back from there and then it just progresses progresses on from there um when I was in the sixth grade I had just started the sixth grade I had really really bad acne and um that was like a major insecurity for me um I used to get called ugly um I would get nicknames like proactive like um boys and girls would like walk down the hallway and be like proactive like you know just like the little ignorant shit and I can laugh about it now but back then y'all that shit hurt my feelings because I'm like what it hurt my feelings y'all um so I used to really I used to you know get bullied about that and um I was also a very shy girl as well and because of that I used to um kind of get bullied um and I was also very super skinny so I would get you know bullied about that and um for the shy girls out there y'all know what it's like to just kind of hold in your anger because you're kind of you're you're too scared to say and react off of your anger but at the same time you're holding it in which kind of can make you gain an emotional issue which I'm going to get into later um but I um hated myself I didn't like how I looked I didn't like how I feel um I didn't have nobody to really talk to about those types of feelings and those things so I just really held it in and then that's when I started to get into journaling and I still have those journals to this day guys like I have tons of journals from all the way back then um and I uh remember that in that time I started to like boys I started to you know want attention from boys (laughs) you know um and um i wasn't getting that because i wasn't the lightest also my skin was all crazy and i was super skinny i didn't have no breasts i didn't have no no butt i didn't have no thighs i had nothing (laughs) um so progressing in deeper into my um sixth grade year i ended up gaining you know a couple of quote-unquote friends and they were very much well prettier than me um and the things you know they were already like sexually active and you know wearing the latest aeropostale and you know stuff like that and me you know my family didn't have the most money so we couldn't really afford to get those things that everybody else was getting so um i was getting like walmart brand stuff which was embarrassing because everybody else had the american eagle and the aeropostale and the north face and all that and my family wasn't able to afford that so we i did never had that well i had like a shirt here or there but i never actually had that um so i remember um one day i was on facebook and i had seen and this is still in my sixth grade year 
and I had seen this classmate of mine and she was wearing like y'all know y'all remember those like pencil skirts those short pencil skirts we used to wear um she was wearing the pencil skirt and like a halter top like bra and she took a picture and this is when um digital cameras was a thing y'all and she took the picture and she got hundreds of likes I mean hundreds of comments hundreds of likes and she was a light-skinned girl um and she was actually very pretty um anyway she got hundreds of likes hundreds you know of comments guys you know oh you're so pretty you're beautiful blah 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 and I wanted that type of attention um and at the time my profile picture was like I think it was like Spongebob or something like I don't know y'all this is when I was innocent and um, my picture was Spongebob and I was like I want that type of attention from guys and I did not know that was not the right attention I just knew that I wanted that type of attention from a guy um so I actually had ended up my I think my grandmother had bought me a digital camera for Christmas and I ended up doing the same thing well I didn't own a pencil skirt and I damn sure didn't own a halter anything (laughs) um so um what I did was I took a shirt made it into like a short pencil skirt and um I had I don't know what I made out of like a halter bra, but I made a halter bra some way, somehow. And I took a picture of myself and I uploaded on Facebook and, you know, there it is. I get the same reaction. Guys commenting, um, guys uh, liking my picture and and things like that. And um, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm getting all this attention. Like, I've never had this much attention from anybody ever so I was like oh my god look at me um and so that means I started getting like a bunch of different like inboxes and messages and stuff like that from different guys and you know one take me out on a date and wanted to see me and, and pull up on me you know how it is like that um so I um end up getting caught <laughs> <laughs> I ended up getting caught. I think one of my, I don't know if it was my cousin, one of my cousins that seen the picture or somebody seen the picture and told my mama. And my mama took my camera away and deleted the picture. Um, but when she would like go away from work, I would sneak back on Facebook and like <laughs> and just see how many more people looked at my, you know, how many more people were messaging me and blah, blah, blah. So, uh, that was something that I had went through. Um, and then after that, I, um, that's when I kind of started gaining that like body image issue. So because I thought I was too skinny, I would, um, eat. I would binge eat. I would eat, 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 just eat a bunch of fatty stuff to try to make myself gain weight. Um, and I did all the things to try to gain weight. I, I remember, ugh, I remember like it was yesterday, y'all. I was online. I was reading like how to gain weight. And one of the things said to eat late at night. And so I started eating late at night. I started skipping regular dinner time and just started eating late at night. Um, so I was doing that. Um and uh over the months had passed and I still wasn't gaining weight and I'm like what the hell why am I not gaining weight um 
So I would just, I would continue to binge eat. I would eat whole pieces, y'all, like whole medium pieces from Pizza Hut. I would eat them all by myself and literally like just try to like eat the whole pizza. I would eat until I would get full and I would still eat. (laughs) So um, then some more months had went by and I ended up gaining these uh, stretch marks on my legs and they were like deep stretch marks it looked it did not look good y'all it looked it did not look good um but I gained these stretch marks on my inner thighs and so then I thought I was getting fat (laughs) I thought I was getting fat y'all and so I had started to um eat less I started skipping meals. I never got to the anorexic thing where, you know, you uh, throwing up and or, or bulimic or anything like that. I never got to anything like that. But I just, you know, was skipping meals. I was kind of, um, I don't know, y'all. It was, it was, I, I just, I was eating, but I was eating very, very little. Um, I guess you can say that's anorexic. Yeah, I guess I, yeah, that was an anorexic stage. Wow, literally that just happened. Um, but I, I went through that stage and um, I just remember that um, when I was going through the phase of not being able to gain a lot of weight, I remember just getting the most ignorant comments from like friends and friends at school and family, you know, asking, oh, do you eat or you don't eat that much or you, you know, you know, just, just, just dumb stuff like that. I used to hate, I used to hate it. I used to hate it so much. I used to hate it just like as much as I hate getting called proactive. Like I did not catch a break (laughs) y'all. I did not catch a break. Um, so anyways, um, I have finally started to, um, gain a little bit weight and, um, I ended up meeting what I thought was, um, because I was a kid, y'all I called him my first love. My husband is my first love. But at the time I was a kid, I didn't know what the heck I was thinking or doing. But this guy, I considered my first love. And um, from going from the sixth grade year to the seventh grade, this was like the summer of going into seventh grade year, I had lost my virginity to this guy. And um, he lived across the street. He lived across the street from me. I had the biggest crush on him, y'all. Like, I I had the biggest crush on him for some reason. I don't know. But anyways, because looking, yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> I had the biggest crush on this guy. And um, we ended up, you know, having sex. He took, he's the one that took my virginity. And I believe I took his. I think he was a virgin also. I think he was. Um but what came with that he was older than me he was like a year older than me so he was a grade he was a grade um he was a one grade up than me and um so there was a time when I remember I was in the I had this was going from the seventh grade year now to the eighth grade now he was in the eighth grade going to the ninth grade he was going to high school And that's when we started to like kind of break up because he started to see other girls and stuff like that. And I used to just 
look out the window and see him like walking down the street with like other girls and you know stuff like that like y'all it was a whole thing that was like my first heartbreak um that was like the first time I had um started having those types of emotions for a guy um so I didn't really going through those issues with my body and my emotions and stuff like that I really did not have anybody to talk to about that I had to learn it from experimenting myself I had to learn it from my friends I had to learn it from tv I never actually had somebody sit down and talk to me and just be like what do you feel like or how does this make you feel or what's going on in your life never had that um my parents were divorced so my dad wasn't living in the house he um had moved out of town and so I was living with my mom with my two other sisters and because my oldest sister um and her and her um decisions that she had made growing up um my mom was strict on everybody she was strict on all of us y'all my mom she would make us put our (laughs) at night she would make us put our cell phones downstairs in her room like we could not have our cell phones in the room um she didn't want our doors closed like it was it was giving very much prison (laughs) in the house it was giving very much prison and um but anyways it just it it hurt it hurt more because I just wasn't able to have these types of conversations with my mom due to her you know being so strict and things like that like my mom would accuse me of having sex before I was actually even having sex which actually pushed me to have sex as early as I did (laughs) is the crazy part but um yeah I just I never had you know I didn't have I mean I had a big sister but you know, my sister was older than me. She wasn't worried about me. She wasn't worried about, you know, asking me, am I okay? Or asking me if I'm going through things or stuff like that. Um, so I really didn't have, you know, anybody to talk to about this. And my younger sister, she was little. Like, she don't know nothing. But but that's when I had started to get into uh, writing journals and um, things like that. So... A lot of this stuff, um, it was like going down a rabbit hole of bad decision making, especially with dating men and picking men. I was never really told how to pick a man. I was never really told how to be as a woman other than don't let no broke, no broke dick nigga uh, fuck on you. That's the stuff my dad used to tell me, y'all. But... (laughs) But that's that's really it. And my mom, she would just say, don't have sex before marriage. Well, it's too late for that, Miss Ma'am. <laughs> but I never really had, like, a real talk about how to be a feminine little lady, how to carry myself as a lady, how to pick my friends, how to be a friend, how to, uh, you know, pick a guy and, and things like that never had that so I was always you know going through my life under promiscuity and chasing for what I thought was love and attention when it really was just you know lustful horny little boys just wanting to get a nut off if you want to be real um I went through phases I went through phases in life I went through um depressive stages due to um 
due to me losing my virginity at such a young age, um, I went through uh, suicidal thoughts. I went through um, isolation stages. Um, I went through so much. I went through a point in my life where I just didn't want to be a Christian no more and I wanted to be a Muslim. Like, this stuff is real, you know? Um, and it's all stems because I've never had nobody to talk to about these things, which is why I share my personal stories and I share my personal experiences with you ladies, and especially the younger ladies is who I'm targeting the most because I did not have this. And because I did not have this led to me making a horrible decision that I really didn't even have to make. You know, we pray, you know, God, you know, this is a storm he put me through and da 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 da. Most of the time we putting ourselves through the storm and God just like, I told you to chill out and be quiet, but you you wanna do your own thing. But um a lot of that stuff just stemmed from not really having a motherly figure, I guess. Um, and to having also that fatherly figure as well. Um I remember growing up, um, I wasn't introduced to tampons or other ways of caring for my period other than a pad. Um, I didn't know how to shave. I didn't know how to truly care for myself when I was on my periods. I didn't know how to really um, freshen myself up, like, you know, under the armpits in the summertime and stuff like that. Most of those things, my great aunt actually had to teach me um and you know how to pick out perfumes and and things like that so a lot of that stems you know it's just it's just it's I just did not have the proper guidance that I needed and you know not putting my parents down but they could only do what they were taught you know they were both my parents were not taught they were both taught survival they were never taught nurture so that's how they raised their kids survival mode um, but the this is why I make made this podcast is to give that outlet is to let that young girl out there know like hey nothing's wrong with you this is a normal feeling hey I've been through that do not feel ashamed because growing up um, and even now I'm still I'm still feel type of feelings about decisions that I made when I was going through those stages of the of not knowing. Um, I feel ashamed of the things that I've done. I feel ashamed of dating the people that I've dated. Some of the people that I've dated, I feel ashamed. I feel ashamed for making certain decisions that I should never be making. I feel ashamed uh, for uh, ever telling myself that I'm ugly or ever telling myself I'm not good enough or especially telling myself I'm not good enough for a man who don't even know who he is. So, but... But y'all, these were the things I was easily manipulated um, in a lot of situationships and relationships that I've been in. Um, I was a jump from relationship to relationship to relationship type of girl. Um, And um, yeah, it just it all just comes back to not having that proper guidance and not being able to truly express how I feel, truly let people, you know, let somebody know like, hey, I'm feeling this way. Is this right? Or am I weird for feeling this way? Um, It was, it even got to a point where I had gained a addiction to pornography and, you know, stuff like that to um, lesbian pornography. Let me start there. Um, Which 
is a long fight that I've been fighting for quite some time. And I'm finally just now getting to a point where I'm putting those, you know, content blockers on my phone and on my iPad and on the TV and stuff like that to where I can't be able to do that. I'm just not being able to secure my mind if I start to feel that feeling of wanting to watch porn, I skew my mind to opening my Bible. And it's very hard, y'all, because um, uh, sex demons is real, um, things like that. So, but that's a whole nother podcast that I will do later on that I'm going to really, really dig deep into. Um, but also dealing with um, suicide and mental issues. Um, Bipolar runs on both sides of my family and anger issues run on one side and drinking alcoholism runs on the other. And lucky for me, I had end up getting all that. (laughs) I end up getting all that y'all. And um, I, I fought through that. And even knowing that I alcoholism runs on both sides of my family you know I have to still limit myself to certain drinks I still have to you know monitor and make sure I'm not overdoing it and um things like that um because I don't want to bring none of this mess to my future children and I pray hard to God daily don't let any of these demons get past to my children um and um uh with what was I talking about the um bipolar because bipolar does run on both sides of my family. I've experienced bipolar and also depression runs on both sides of my family. Um, So I I dealt with that as well. Very, um, I don't want to say mild, like in the middle type of case. I've never dealt with, I haven't dealt with it in a very severe way. Just, no, actually, I lie. I take that back. I have dealt with it in a severe way. Um, you know, depression is, is like a, when you're really in that depression, depressive stage, it really like digs in you. And now that I'm thinking about it and when I read back on my journals and things like that, from when I was a 13 year old girl, I experienced depression all the way up to now and probably experienced it before then and didn't even know it was depression. Um, but it'll, it'll have you it'll have you thinking thoughts that you shouldn't be thinking such as harming yourself um which is uh something that i tried to do at least four times in my life i believe um yes four times i have tried to physically kill myself Um, because of my depression and again all this stems back to because not having anybody there to talk to about my feelings they say an idle mind is a devil's playground and that is nothing but the truth nothing but the truth um it's a touchy subject that I've never actually talked about with anybody except for my husband um I've never put it out there that I've dealt with suicide and that I've dealt with suicidal um, suicidal thoughts. Um, the first time that I ever wanted to commit suicide was when I was, I believe, 13 years old. Um, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew that I wanted to die. Um, I took... 
I think took like five aspirins. I just took five aspirins and um, I, after I took it, I, I felt sleepy. I remember feeling sleepy and I remember just begging God to just take me while I go to sleep. Um, and at that moment was, um, I believe that was the time I was dealing with my body issues. I wasn't happy with myself and, you know, nobody liked, I felt like nobody liked me at school. I was getting bullied. I just did not want to be alive. Um, I didn't want it. Things were tough at home. Um, my mother was strict, so I wasn't able to do all the, you know, the things that I wanted to, you know, do with my friends, like go to the mall. For one, we didn't even have the money to do it. And then for two, my mom, she always thought that it was a boy involved with something. So that really led me to wanting to just end it. Um, I, anyways, I end up, um, praying to God, Lord, take me in my sleep because I don't want to be here anymore. And I remember I fell asleep and I woke back up. I don't know how long I was asleep. I remember it was sunlight outside. And then when I woke up, it was definitely dark outside. Um, and um, I cried when I woke up because I <laughs> was still here. I was mad. I was mad. Um, and then I didn't do anything else until let's see 13 when I was 14 years old um no 14 yeah 14 I was 14 when I had um tried suicide again um I ended up taking more I think I took probably like a handful I don't know how many um aspirins I took this time but I took a handful of aspirins and um I didn't, nothing happened. Nothing happened, no stomach, no stomach issues, no nothing. Nothing happened, I didn't vomit, nothing. Nothing happened. Um, and I believe at that time, uh, we were going through some pretty difficult times at home. You know, lights getting cut off, cable getting cut off. Um, there was no food in the house. Um, so... Um, I feel like I wasn't living a normal life. I, you know, seen all my other friends enjoying, you know, being a preteen and enjoying being a, a teenager, enjoying being a child, being able to play outside and stuff like that. And I just didn't have that. And um, I just wanted to end it. I wanted to end it all. Um, the third time that I had attempted suicide was the time I really, really was going to end it all. Um, I actually have wrote a suicide letter to my family and to the guy that I was um, in a situationship I was involved with. I believe I was 18 years old at that time. And um, I had bought a gun. Um, I bought a gun and I wrote my suicide letter to each to my younger sister, my older sister, my mom, my dad. Um, my aunt to the guy that I was dealing with and um, the main reason why I was going to attempt to do suicide this time was because of that situation that I was in with him and I wanted him to know that he had hurt me and so because he hurt me I wanted to hurt him and I was gonna blame my suicide attempt on him um, so I 
loaded the gun. I had two bullets. I had two bullets and I put, it was a revolver, I believe, that I had bought. Put the gun in there, held it to my, I had first held it to my stomach and then I held it to my head. And I literally pulled the trigger and nothing happened. Pulled the trigger again, nothing happened. Pulled the trigger again, nothing happened. Pulled the trigger again, nothing happened. And I opened up the revolver, the bullets were there. The bullets were there <laughs> um, and nothing was happening. So then I just, I tossed the gun, I got rid of it and um, I didn't go back. Um, these other two attempts that I had tried, I would discuss those in a different podcast because that it leads to a whole backstory um, of a subject that I want to touch on in a later time. Um, but, you know, those suicidal emotions and those emotions that I was feeling about those insecurities about myself, a lot of women are embarrassed to talk about. As for me, I'm not going to be embarrassed to talk about it because talking about it can possibly save somebody's life. Um, let there had been somebody who I could truly just be open with without feeling like I was going to be judged, I more than likely would have never tried to end my own life. I more than likely would have never um, felt those emotions that I have felt. And so, um, yeah, um, I remember those times were very dark for me. Um, I was just remembering all the things from back when I was a child till up until then. And um, I reflected a lot. I reflected a lot. Um, I still actually have the suicide note in my journal. I have not read it since I wrote it because it reminds me of such a dark time. But I keep it with me because I, I know that it's there and I know how much I've progressed since then. Um... I I started my feminine journey possibly when I believe I was about 19 or 20 years old is when I had started actually kind of been introduced to it. Um, I was just tired of living the life that I was living. I was tired of expanding myself above and beyond for no good men um I was tired of being this angry sad depressed person I was tired of just I was tired of having this dark cloud over me and I wanted to get rid of it um Sarah Sarah Jacobs or Sarah Sarah Jakes was who I was introduced to um when I had started to get onto my feminine journey and I started to listen to her, a lot of her sermons and writing notes and, and things like that. Um, and I got to say that she helped. It was an out, out, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it was an outlet for me. And that's when I started getting reintroduced to Jesus um, and reintroduced to Christianity and and knowing my self-worth, learning my self-worth and things in that nature. Um, 
I what really what also put the icing on the cake was it was one day I was just randomly on YouTube just scrolling on YouTube and um, I seen relationship goals by Pastor Michael Todd for Transformation Church out in Oklahoma um, and I want to say that really sparked me um, Pastor Ty was talking about a lot of things um, in the Bible that I could relate to. He was explaining it in terms and in ways to where I can understand it. And that's what really made me, that's what really, I want to say, sparked the feminine journey for me. And what he was talking about was um, singleness and how to be in your singleness and how to enjoy your singleness and how you should um maneuver and, and things like that what you should do in your singleness um I'm not gonna say I turned around completely I ended up actually going back to the guy who I was in a situation for a very long time who I was gonna kill myself over um I started going back to him like back and forth back and forth back and forth until probably two years ago that was when I finally let it go um but I it's so it's so it was so amazing um to see my turnaround um so when I say that femininity is about more than just your looks it's really doing the dirty work a lot of women don't understand that being feminine is not cute process it's not a cute process it's a very rough process um, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and be honest with yourself and really just say what you want to fix and work on it actively. Um, for me, in order for me to get to this more peaceful state of mind that I'm in, this more put together in this part uh, state of mind that I'm in is I not only wrote down the woman that I wanted to be, but I also prayed about it and I also act on it. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy by far, and by far I am still working on it, and especially with my um, emotional issues. Um, I I still get angry, as any normal person would. Um, do I handle every situation um, lot, um, more delicately? No, I'm, I still cuss. <laughs> yes, I still cuss. I still get angry. I still um, yell. But it's definitely not my first reaction anymore. Um, it's not over little things um, and not giving an excuse to have a bad attitude towards situations. Like I said, I'm not a perfect woman. I'm a progressive woman. I am pro I'm a progressive feminine woman. And um, I believe the more and more I work on it, the better I will be at it. I've definitely progressed a whole lot since I was a child till now. Um, and I want to say also having the partner, my husband, who I have in my life, who is a peaceful person, helped me through a lot of those uh, issues that I have. And um, um, which changed um, the people who I would hang around. Um, all those things, my mindset just changed. And when my mindset changed, life started getting better for me. Um, it's one thing to say you want to be somebody, but it's one thing to actually act on that. Um, try, I, I, um, 
I progressed a lot, y'all. I progressed a lot since I was a child, since those uh, school days. I gotta say, I was a very angry child. And um, even now, I look at some of the things that I used to get angry about, and I'd be like, I got mad over that. <laughs> I had an attitude over that. I cared about what somebody thought about me. Um, it's it, it's really, really doing that root work, doing the root work before you stem into this beautiful fem- feminine sunflower. Really doing that root work with yourself. I challenge every person listening to this podcast to write down the top five things you really want to change about yourself. The year is coming to an end. We got two months left. I dare you to work on those things for six months and see where you go. They say it it takes six months to, to, to start to pick up a new habit. Well, how about that new habit be something good? Whether it's, um, it doesn't have to be super serious, but if it is serious, yeah. Um, rather that's, uh, smiling more, smiling when people walk past, complimenting, you know, another young lady when you see her, um, being more dedicated to eating more healthier because the foods that you eat, the chemicals that are in those foods chemically can mess with your brain and emotions as that's and that's probably why you're so sad and so angry all the time and so depressed all the time because of the foods you're eating you eat bad you're going to feel bad and that's fact um i just want everybody to everyone who's listening to this podcast write down five things that you want to change about yourself and actively start working on them keep a journal jot down what you are wanting to change to keep record jot it down and you don't have to tell nobody you're doing it do these things on your own and you know what the second you start changing those things people will start leaving and the people who you want who the person who you want to be people who are like that will come into your life trust me trust me i've seen it happen to myself personally so yes ladies um this will wrap up this episode of the podcast stay tuned in i have another one coming out and we'll continue to talk about the mental state of getting into that feminine type of mindset i definitely wanted to give a backstory on where a deeper backstory on where this feminine idea even came from um when you come across someone when you come across another lady, and this is especially for my black ladies out there, smile. Smile at her because that smile may be the one thing that's saving her from a break. Trust me. I know what that break feels like. Write down those five things. If you want to let me know what, the, what those are, email me at rikalove90 at gmail.com. That's R-I-K-A-L-U. Double V nine zero at gmail.com. If you want to tell me about your past things that you were going on, if you want to just have an outlet and share them with me, 
let me know. Um, we can talk about it one-on-one, or if you feel comfortable enough, we can share it on the podcast. I won't put your name in on it, but share share those things that you've been through because there's another young there's another young lady out there who is going through things, who thinks that she's not normal, who thinks that she's crazy, who thinks that um, she's the only one dealing with it when there's really a plethora of women going through the same thing. They just don't talk about it. Talking about it will help. So thank you for tuning in, ladies. Tune in again for the next episode and uh, see you then. Bye.